0: Quincy Williams is having a breakout season. We're talking about him and other pleasant Jet surprises today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. This is the Lockdown Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Tuesday, October 17th, 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. Thanking you so much for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. Subscribe to the show for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you'll get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you enjoy the show and are listening on a podcast, source, give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out and help other Jets fans find the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Today, we're talking about the most pleasant surprises for the New York Jets through the first six weeks of the season. The Jets are off to a pleasantly surprising 3-3 and start to their season heading into the bye week. And that may not sound impressive on paper, but you have to account for a couple of things. One, the Jets are playing without Aaron Rodgers you know, you thought you were entering the season with a Hall of Fame quarterback. That lasted for all of four snaps. So after Aaron Rodgers went down, I'm sure you felt this way. I certainly felt this way. It seemed like we were were in for a long season. But beyond that, we knew that this schedule was going to be very tough. The Jets have played the toughest schedule in the NFL through the first six weeks. In fact, if you look at some of the numbers, this is actually the toughest schedule through the first six weeks a team has had in recent memory. And the reasons are obvious. The, the league clearly wanted to put a lot of marquee games early in the season for Aaron Rodgers to try and generate TV ratings. And now things kind of open up for the Jets. And they're three and three. They've weathered the storm. And they could not have done that without some players stepping up in somewhat unexpected ways. And I want to begin by talking about the guy who I think is the most pleasant surprise on this team. And that is Quincy Williams, who is rapidly becoming one of my favorite players. And in part, because I, I love players who operate like him. I love guys who just like are all over the field making plays. Like, I just think those are such fun guys to watch. Quincy Williams has improved so much this year. It's one of the, one of the most fun things to watch is when a guy who's, you know, he, Quincy Williams was never a bad player, but he was always kind of okay. He, you know, made some plays, but he also whiffed on some plays his first two seasons with the Jets. And he has blossomed this year. And part of this is poetic for the New York Jets because if you followed this franchise the last 20-25 years, I can give you a couple of examples of guys who were linebackers who, you know, were kind of okay with the Jets and then they go somewhere else and they turn into like pro bowl players. James Ferrier was one. Jets drafted him back in 97. His last season with the Jets in 2001, he was pretty decent, but you know, he wasn't you know. Then he goes to Pittsburgh and he just turns into a spectacular player. Same goes for Demario Davis, who spent two stints with the Jets. His first stint, he was very mediocre. I mean, he was losing snaps. People forget this; he lost snaps to Aaron Henderson his last the last year of his first stint with this team. Then the next year, uh, he signs in Cleveland. The Jets eventually trade to get him back for uh, they deal Calvin Pryor, the former first round pick to Cleveland. They get him back. Davis has a good final season with the Jets. Then goes to New Orleans and becomes an All Pro. So it's nice that one of these linebackers who you know started out as okay becomes an all becomes a really good player with the Jets. I, I I'd say. He's playing at a pro bowl caliber. He's arguably playing at an all pro caliber. Just he covers so much ground in the middle of the field. And if you go back to what I was saying in the off season, if you're an everyday, or you may, 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 remember this. The one thing that I said was missing on this defense was that guy in the middle of the field, that guy who could kind of just cover a ton of ground, make plays and maybe lock up other teams, tight ends, maybe lock up other teams, quality receiving running backs. This is a different player than we saw a year ago. You know, when the Jets signed him this, this off season, I thought the contract was okay. I had no real issue with it. I wasn't expecting him to be this. And for a team that's, quite frankly, not getting a lot out of the guys they brought in this offseason, I mean, if you look at the new additions from this offseason, really Joe Tittman is the only one who's contributing to the Jets in a really positive way. But that Quincy Williams contract, even though he was re-signed, he was here last year. That's turning into one of the best value deals any team signed all offseason. Cause again, he looks like a he looks like a star right now. We knew the Jets had the defensive line. And honestly, I think the defensive line's been a little disappointing so far. We knew they had the corners. What they were lacking was that middle of the field presence. And I remember in the offseason, I said, you know, maybe it's maybe it's a safety, maybe it's a linebacker. Quincy Williams suddenly it just feels like the game has really slowed down for him over the first six weeks of the season. He was always he always had the speed, but sometimes his speed worked against him because he would he was too aggressive. He he overran plays, and he's learned to channel his aggression where he picks his spots better now than he did in the past. And he's also really improved as a cover guy. And one of the toughest things to find in the NFL is a cover guy, either the linebacker or the safety position. One of the reasons that line off-ball linebacker and safety are not viewed as premium positions is that it is a passing league, and there just aren't many great cover guys in. in those positions because a lot of guys just don't have the speed. Uh You know, you, when you're talking to these guys, these are bigger. These aren't guys who are, you know, who are corners who tend to be, you know, smaller, you know, when you're smaller, it's easy to easy to be faster. Quincy Williams gives you, gives the jets a whole lot. And I'll give you another impact that I think he's having on this team. I think it just makes CJ Mosley, a better linebacker. Mosley. It's not that CJ Mosley was ever a bad player. I think we always just looked at him for star level impact. And you know, I don't think he's quite the guy he was in Baltimore. And that's not to knock Mosley. I think he's a he's a very solid linebacker for this team. I don't think he was the I don't think he was like the Pro Bowl performer that, that he was made out to be a year ago. I know he was not at all pro level performer a year ago, but he's a very good linebacker. And the issues with Mosley are that you know, I, I don't know that he was necessarily ever the best fit for the Robert Salah system. I don't think he's super mobile. I don't think you know the Salah system kind of requires linebackers to cover a lot of ground. Well, with Quincy Williams playing at this level, Mosley doesn't have to cover as much gun. The Jets have their rangy linebacker, and Mosley can kind of get back to doing the C.J. Mosley things that made him so good in Baltimore, where you know he's stopping the run. He knows where to be. You know, he's, always in the, he's almost always in the right spot. And you know, if there's a guy he can't quite reach because he's not fast enough, well, Quincy could clean that up. And Mosley offers a lot. You know, everybody talks about how much he offers on the field. You know, he's one of the guys that makes sure everybody's in the right position. If somebody's right, lined up wrong, he's always in the middle. If you ever watch a game, he's pointing out where guys need to be. Uh, another thing that, that Mosley brings is a lot of locker room leadership. He's been voted a captain. Uh, I think every year he's been with the Jets. He's played with them. Mosley just slots in better now. He's kind of like the steady presence in the linebacker, while Quincy's kind of the hunter. He's the playmaker. This, this group suddenly fits together really well. I think that this was, this defense was one middle, either a safety or a linebacker, an impact guy there from really taking it up to the next level. And I I don't think the defense has been quite as good as we anticipated because I don't think that for the most part, I'll give give you an exception a little bit later, but for the most part, I think the defensive line is underachieved a little bit. I still have high expectations for that defensive line though. I think they're going to, I think they're going to improve as we get through the season, because we've seen, we've seen flashes of dominance from this defensive line, but Really the pleasant surprise is Quincy Williams. I I give you another guy, Jordan Whitehead, who I think is playing really well at the safety position, a guy who I think is better than he was a year ago. I don't know. Maybe it's the second year in the system kind of thing where now suddenly he's more comfortable. But I I just can't get over how good Quincy Williams has been. I'm so excited about him. I'm so happy to see, like, the improvement. It's always great when you see a guy take his game to that next level. And that's something Quincy Williams has done all year long. And I was very cautious. I always... Wonder when a guy gets off to a hot start the first two, three weeks, can he sustain it? I think we've seen enough. We've seen six games. Quincy Williams is an absolute star right now. It's really the other really cool thing about this is that his brother is the best player on the team, Quinn and Williams. So the Williams brothers and Quincy was a guy the Jets claimed off waivers, an excellent addition by Joe Douglas a couple of years ago, looking really good right now. Now, I think the Jets knew they had a star running back in Brees Hall uh, entering the season. I'll be honest with you, I wasn't expecting him to be so good so fast as we continue this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast talking about pleasant surprises. I'm going to talk about Brees Hall. It's not so much that he's good, it's just how quickly he's good after coming off injury. We'll discuss it ahead here on Locked On Jets. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way, like you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it? Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. Therapy helps you learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/lockedon today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com/lockedon. One more time, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com/lockedon. This episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by DoorDash. Did the game go to a timeout? Time to order in with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That's ordering time. Two minute warning. You've got it. That's your cue to order in. You can order pizza, wings, sodas, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. When the Jets are on, you know, sometimes I don't feel like cooking. Sometimes I just want a good meal delivered to me. That's why you got to go to DoorDash. You can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23, it's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D, number two, number three. Subject to cha- change, terms apply. Thank you for making Lockdown Jets your first listener, or first watch every day, and a big shout-out to you everydayers. This is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. We have new episodes through the week, Monday through Friday, and then bonus episodes. Sometimes we do them after games. Sometimes we do them as news breaks during the day. Love talking about the Jets and man, do I love Brees Hall. My, one of my favorite players, if you go back to the 2022 NFL draft, this was the guy that, this was a guy I really wanted the Jets to draft. And I loved when they traded up for him. And for me, this was unusual because I, there are two things that I usually believe in the NFL, especially when you're talking about team building through the NFL draft. One of them is that I don't believe in drafting running backs early The other is, I think you should trade up sparingly, but I have to tell you, I absolutely loved the Jets trading up for Brees Hall because I thought he was a special talent, and through his first year and, I don't know, a third, he sure looks the part. I mean, he's amazing. He's averaging over six yards per carry. You saw what he did a week ago against Denver when he had 177 rushing yards. He had that big touchdown run early in the second half to get the Jets rolling. He's you know, he's back to being the Brees Hall that we all knew and loved last year. You know, he was on his way. I keep, I always say this Garrett Wilson was the Jets rookie who won Offensive Rookie of the Year last year. If Brees Hall had not gotten injured, I think Brees would have won it. He was the Jets focal point on offense. When he went down a year ago with that knee injury, uh, he, the offense was never the same again. And through the offseason, you heard me say something pretty consistently. I was, it wasn't so much that I was skeptical. I was trying to keep expectations low for Brees because when you're coming off a serious knee injury, sometimes it takes a while for you to get going. Even when you're cleared to play, you're not always 100% just yet. I mean, you've seen it time and again with running backs in this league, it may take a year or more for them to get back to full strength with Brees. It took like one play. I mean, it was the first jets offensive play of the season where he ripped off a 26 yard run and he looked great. He had an 83 yard run in the game against the Buffalo bills week one. It's like suddenly he's back to himself. And then a week ago against Denver, Robert Salas said he's off the pitch count now. He was on kind of a pitch count the early part of the season. I think in part because he was recovering from injury. I heard some people complain about the Jets kind of uh, keeping Brees in reserve. I had no issue with it because I think you want to make sure he's healthy for the stretch run because you did not have him a year ago. And that was a big reason the Jets struggled so much in the second half of the season. So I love, I like the idea of keeping him fresh. Now, I think one of the Ideas behind signing Dalvin Cook was to try and give Brees some insurance that so the Jets were not tempted to overuse him in the early part of the season. Dalvin Cook's been a negative surprise for me. I think Dalvin Cook's been disappointing, but well, I think what's amazing for me is Brees Hall's back to being Brees Hall so soon, and they sure have needed him because this offense it's been inconsistent, and I think that you know there are some issues with this offense. But the one thing I could say for the Jets this year that was not true, you know, as recently as two years ago. As often as this as this offense, you know, has issues, you have two pieces you can look to right now, and you know that they're going to produce for you. And I felt like against the Eagles, Zach Wilson was maybe struggling a little bit making his reads, and it was really beneficial for Zach, and it was really beneficial for the Jets on offense. I know they you know they didn't really finish a lot of drives up until Brees' touchdown run, where the Eagles kind of let him score. But to the extent they were able to move the ball. And it was, you know, this was a game where they were not, a past Jets teams would have been shut out because when the young quarterback had struggled, there was nowhere he could turn. He had two guys he could turn to. One was to Garrett Wilson, who, you know, posted a 90-yard game. The other was Brees Hall, who struggled running the ball, but still posted over 90 yards from scrimmage because, you know, the Jets kind of used the short passing game to Brees as an extension of the run game. And a week ago against Denver, I mean, Brees was the hero of that game. You know, the Jets clearly don't win that game without Brees Hall's excellent effort. He's a home run waiting to happen. You know, is he going to continue to average over six yards per carry? No, he's not. You know, is he going to produce 177 yards every week? No, he's not. Can the Jets use him as much as they did against Denver? Well, not if they want him to have any longevity. You know, you got to keep, you got to keep, even if he's not on a pitch count, you have to keep his carries in check to some extent so he doesn't completely wear down, so he doesn't get beat up too much. But there aren't many backs in the NFL who make a huge difference. There aren't, most of the running back position is just, Pretty much based on how good your blocking is. Brees Hall is the type of guy he can run through arm tackles. He can run away from people. You know, during that Denver game, there was some some people mocking the announcers because they said, "Well, this isn't the guy who has four four speed." And they were right. He has four three speed. I think a lot of it's just you see a guy this big, you don't think he's that fast, but Brees is. I'm not surprised that Brees Hall. You know, it's not that I'm surprised Brees Hall is great. It's just I wasn't expecting him to be this great so fast. I I always said that I felt like it, Brees was going to get back to being Brees at some point. He was just too good. Eventually the knee would be recovered. I just wasn't expecting him to be this much of a marvel so that he'd be back to being himself so soon, where he's once again, somebody's capable of being the focal point of the offense. Now, I think Nathaniel Hackett has to be a little smarter with how he uses him. I don't think, I think Hackett has to get away from the, I think he did a better job of this this week than he did against Denver. Hackett has to get away from the automatic first and second down runs. You know, it's not, it's not helping Priest if he has to play against loaded boxes where, teams know that they're going to run. And I think that was part of the issue that, that Brees had, you know, we kind of struggled on the ground this week, where the Jets did not do a great job in front of him. But you look at the reason, look at the reasons the Jets are three and three right now. I think Brees Hall has to be near the top of the list. Jets need to strike the right balance with him. There were a couple games early in the season, even though he was on a pitch count where I don't think they quite got to the pitch count. You know, there were that game against Dallas where we only had four carries or a game against Kansas city where he only had like six carries. I think the Jets fell below the pitch count in those games. You want to make sure he gets enough care. You don't want to run him into the ground. So I think the Jets need to do a better job finding the right balance for Brees going forward. But he is off to a heck of a start this year. He looks like himself. He looks like an impact player once again. And it's a wonderful thing for the New York Jets. You know what, what another wonderful thing Wonderful thing for the New York Jets is? When a part-time player steps into a full-time role. That's what's happened with Bryce Huff so far this season. As We can close out this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast. I'll give you one final pleasant surprise. It's not that Bryce Huff's playing well, it's that his role has expanded. We'll go into more detail continuing this Tuesday edition of Locked On Jets. This episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Game Time. You know, you should not have to worry when you're buying tickets to the next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With last minute deals all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I've used it myself. Really easy to get a last minute ticket. They don't have all these extra nonsensical stuff that a lot of other uh, ticket sites have. It's really simple. You just get in, you, you find your seats. Game Time has tickets to practically everything. It's a great place to go. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last minute seats. So if you're thinking about going out to support the Jets at MetLife Stadium sometime this year, check out Game Time. And you can find exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy theater, and more. And with zone deals, you pick the section and GameTime picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And the GameTime guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Tuesday. We're talking about the most pleasant surprises for the New York Jets prior to the bye. It's been a pretty good start to the year for the Jets. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, they were one and three, but now they've run off two straight wins. I mean, a game against Denver, they should have won last week, but a really surprising upset of the Philadelphia Eagles this past week. guy who had a big role in that win was Bryce Huff, the fourth-year guy out of Memphis, undrafted free agent signing in 2020, a draft class that, frankly, doesn't look that great for the Jets in retrospect. Although I think things are improving a little bit when we're talking about the 2020 draft class, because the last couple of weeks, Makai Becton after getting off to a bit of a slow start, I think is playing better at the left tackle position. So maybe there's some room for hope there. Uh, Bryce Hall, who's, you know, been very up and down. You know, he was, he was pretty solid as a starting corner in 2021, then struggled in a part-time role has had to step into the starting lineup because of injuries the last two two weeks and has played serviceably. But I think if if we're talking about the 2020 draft class, the best player from that class was actually a non-drafted free agent. It's uh, Bryce Huff, a guy who's consistently gotten better during his time with the team. Last year, he produced pressure at a really high rate. He was producing a pressure on about 20% of his pass-rushing snaps. But the Jets Jets were using him in a part-time role. Around 90% of his snaps last year were passing plays. And what that tells me, the Jets Jets were only putting him in on obvious passing downs because, you know, the – you're not, not going to hit the 90% clip if you're playing on downs where the team could either run or uh, throw the ball. J- the Jets were playing him on obvious passing downs. Well, you know something? The Jets coaching staff was a little slow to figure something out. And don't mean to be overly critical of the coaching staff because I think, especially on the defensive side of the ball, there's a lot to like about what Jeff Albrick has done. But it's almost like the Jets took a while to figure out that this guy's our most productive pass rusher. We should put him on the field more often. And the last couple of weeks that's happened, and Huff is producing a sack and a half against the Eagles. But let me give you an amazing stat that somebody posted on my website uh, yesterday. Bryce Huff is actually third in the league in pressures total among all defensive players. The difference is he's got like 60 to 80 less snaps than everybody else on the leaderboard, so he's produced still producing pressures at a really high clip, even though he is, you know, even, even, even though he, he's playing more on rundowns. He's still he's, they're not. I think last year, the concern was that maybe the jets didn't think he could hold up against the run. Well, you know what? You get to the quarterback. It makes up for a lot of sins. And that's what Bryce Huff is doing. Bryce Huff spent himself a lot of money. Now, this is one I do have to say. And listen, I'm not right about everything. There's certainly things I got. I get wrong. I think one thing I was right about in the off season, and I said this at the time, you know, people disagreed. And I think it's understandable why people disagreed because the jets had so many players on the defensive line. Uh, they just drafted the defensive end in the first round. So I, I think it was a fair point at the time. If you disagreed with me on this, I felt like the Jets try and extend Bryce Huff this off season. And I think if they had, they would have saved themselves a lot of money because Bryce Huff is now probably looking at, I don't know, something like $15 million if he hits the open market, because pass rushers are not easy to find. But here's the other thing. I have no issue if the Jets give him that kind of money, because from what I've seen from Bryce Huff, I think he's got 10 sack potential. If you play him in a starting role, I really do. And I try and be very hesitant with these types of projections because you never know how a player is going to perform if you expand his role. I think Bryce Huff is, is the type of guy who's an impact pass rusher. And it's, I'm glad the Jets finally figured out you put him on the field. I mean, no disrespect to Jermaine Johnson, who is slowly starting to come along. No disrespect to Will McDonald, who, you know, might be a player in this league down the line. Bryce Huff's the guy who should be playing right now. He's the best edge rusher on this football team. Uh, you know, outside of you could make an argument outside of Quinnen Williams, he's the second best. He's the best Jets defensive lineman at this point. Guy who just gets to the quarterback. That's something that's at a premium in this league. It's something, I mean, how long, if you watch the Jets, I don't know, for 10 years or so, how long have we been waiting for an edge rusher like Bryce Huff? We've been waiting a really long time. This is not a guy the Jets should let go. In fact, I think this is a guy, I would not be upset to see the Jets sign him to an extension in season. You know, just take him off the market completely. I'm not surprised Bryce Huff's playing well. I just, I'll be honest with you, as big of a Huff fan as I was, the reason he's a pleasant surprise is even I don't not sure I saw him play this well in a full-time role. But at some point you just have to say, this guy just gets to the quarterback. He always beats the he always beats the tackle he's up against. He just figures out ways to generate some some pass rush off the edge and deliver for the Jets. And in a year where outside of Quinnen Williams, I think Bryce Huff's really the only player who I've been Thrilled with at this point. I think again the, the defensive line's underachieving a little bit to this point. It's not been bad. They've certainly had their moments. They've had big games. They had their moments against Philadelphia this past Sunday. I think that they'll figure it out because I've seen enough flashes from them. But Bryce Huff's the one guy other than Quentin Williams who's brought it consistently this year. Great, great piece of great piece of this team. I hope he's on the Jets for a long time. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you're listening on a podcast source and enjoy the show, give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube and enjoy the show, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out, help other Jets fans find the podcast. Hope you have a great Tuesday, everybody. Send in your mailbag questions. Tomorrow we'll have our weekly mailbag show on Locked On Jets.